Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here. We've got stories about a Tennessee bill uh, that authorizes death penalties uh, for rapists. We've got a state rep talking about potential uh, legal immigration bills along with voice votes. We have new bills submitted by GOP lawmakers to prohibit business and political activity with foreign adversaries. A new Tennessee legislation seeks property tax relief for disabled veterans. And we've got stories about administrators run amok at Vanderbilt and also a Memphis inmate escapes, uh, but Ice Ice Baby, too cold, too cold, is captured later uh, in, in the safe, uh, the safe, clean streets of Memphis. Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7 Weekend Update. I'd like to start off this program with a couple of announcements. The first one is, I am challenging the Tennessee Lookout in the Tennessee Holler to a policy debate simply to pick five or six topics that we all want to talk about so that we can figure out uh, where the far-left Democrats at the Tennessee Holler, the moderate Democrats uh, at the Tennessee uh, Lookout, and the uh, conservative Republicans at the Tennessee Conservative, uh, where do they think and, and where do they feel we should be heading with these policy decisions? So often, I think we just put a bunch of sound bites out there and uh, in today's modern American culture, for whatever reason, uh, people are completely uncomfortable uh, with just having a, a two-sided conversation that's not a bunch of shouting, name-calling, or censorship. But I still believe in the original power of the press that founded this nation, and that is unmitigated free speech. So if you believe in that, uh, do tag the Tennessee Holler, do tag the Tennessee Lookout, and ask them, will you get on a call? a screen share, a Twitter space with Brandon Lewis to talk to him about these issues. We shall see. An announcement before we get into these stories also. This is a special call to action. After being deferred last session, Representative Dennis Powers' legislation to help stymie social media censorship of Tennessee's elections while preserving the First Amendment rights of all Tennesseans uh, in today's online public square will be heard in the House Business and Utilities uh, Commitment, uh, Committee on Tuesday, January 23rd. Reach out to these folks and ask them to vote yes on House Bill 0682. You can find their contact information in the article on our website. And in fact, Jason, if you will consider just sending out a release on that story as a standalone email and a piece that would be fantastic. Do go to Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, and Rumble. Follow us on Twitter. We're going to have a, a special uh, What I'm Doing weekend and snow walk around here at the house uh, at the end of this broadcast, so you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that there at the end. And for those of you who believe uh, that we need true conservative journalism in Tennessee, please do go to Tennessee conservativenews.com. Hit that support button or mail your checks to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. On with the story. House Majority Leader uh, Rep. William Lambert has filed a bill to authorize the death penalty as punishment for child rapists uh, who were an adult at the time of the crime. Lambert said they should forfeit their own life. They should face the death penalty. I'm not against it. Uh, their lives are, are altered forever, Representative Lambert said, and they carry those scars the rest of their lives. House Bill 1663 would allow the death penalty uh, to be prescribed as punishment for adults who commit the following crimes, rape of a child, aggravated uh, rape of a child, and especially aggravated rape of a child. These charges are currently classified as Class A felonies in Tennessee. I think that is a good idea. Now, if William Lambert had not originally put a bill in place, uh, 
or had proposed a bill where he wanted non-citizens uh, to be police officers, I might feel a little bit more inclined to support him on other things that are more conservative. But let bygones be bygones. I think this is a good bill and it should roll forward if people think there are consequences. If they think they will not sit in a jail cell but immediately be uh, uh, executed, maybe we would have less of this uh, heinous uh crime that happens in Tennessee far more often than what we like to think about. Next story, Representative Jody Barrett talked about voice votes and potential illegal immigration bills last Monday. The House Select Committee on Rules met to establish the session's rules for House of Representatives. Representative Brian Ritchie proposed a rule change that would have required all House committees to conduct roll call votes instead of voice votes in order to be more transparent. Uh, the proposed rule change was voted down via voice vote. This is hilarious. So here's the thing. For $100, you could take a card and write on it yes or no, and then you could take a popsicle stick and some tape, and you could hold your vote up to the camera, and then the clerk could take some little piece of paper with pictures of the desks and the names beside it and put yes, no, yes, no, yes, no on it, and then just scan it in for the public record. It would cost $100. These people are already on the payroll. It is a fixed cost. But for whatever reason, Cameron Sexton, William Lambert, Jeremy Faison, everybody who's in Republican leadership in the House side can't figure out how to transparently tell you how committee members are voting in committees, and that is the most important vote that happens are the committee votes. So guys, reach out to them. Ask them to support voice votes. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And our reporting policy, as I have explained previously, is that if you're a committee chairman and you take a voice vote on a uh, bill and it fails, we're going to give you all the credit or all the blame. Because unless you're asking other people to actually get on the record, we have to assume that maybe you manipulated the results. No, voice votes are completely unclear. We need those things to be documented. On the Mill Creek View uh, podcast, Representative Barry said, it's not like we're hiding behind this voice vote process. We only have a limited period during the day uh, that we can fit these in. It makes it go faster if we're able to use the voice votes. But this thing, anybody wants to have their voice uh, recorded in a certain way, you can make a note. Yes, you can make a note, Jody, but if people are trying to hide their votes, they don't. That's the issue. They don't. Uh, that's the whole beauty of voice votes is that you can vote like a rhino or not vote on controversial issues or abstain and you don't get any blowback. You're just there warming the seat. We need people to vote and to take uh, accountability for their votes. Baird explained that the legislature has to do in order to record a vote is to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down to the clerk. Uh, the lawmaker went on to explain uh, that he hopes uh, to file legislation on illegal immigration uh, Representative Barrett, if you're going to file uh, legislation on illegal immigration, contact us. We will help support you on that. It is, according to conservatives, like the number one legislative priority uh, for this session. We've asked them again and again, and yet leadership has said nothing about it. They have hidden. Your GOP, your Tennessee GOP, has killed every bill. The leadership has killed every bill that would effectively reduce illegal immigration in our state. That is a stone cold fact. They're corporately corrupt and they've got all this campaign money coming in and instead of doing the will of the people back in the constituents uh, district, like me and you, uh-uh, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're going to do whatever the left-leaning corporations tell them to do because they fund both sides uh, of the aisle up in Tennessee's legislature and that includes the Democrats and the Republicans. Um, one potential bill would require uh, the words non-U.S. citizen to be presented clearly on the face of temporary licenses issued to individuals with temporary visas. 
some clerical stuff. I'm sure that'll really help so that law enforcement knows what situation they're dealing with. I mean, I guess that's better than nothing. And that's kind of a nothing bill. Uh, this would provide less confusion. Another uh, bill uh, that Baird is working on would create heightened sentences for illegal immigrants found guilty of certain criminal activities. Listen, Mr. Barrett, let's not let them get to Tennessee and then try to make it a little bit better. Let me give you the suggestions, okay? If you, if you have a pen and a piece of paper, write these down. Number one, what, what draws people to Tennessee? Number one, we've got to ban the mass transportation of illegal immigrants by private companies into our state. That bill was brought before the Republican committees and killed. Okay, that was killed. We need to turn off the taxpayer funding of illegal immigrants in Tennessee. Right now, I think it's costing us $630, $640 billion, no, million dollars a year, half a billion, over half a billion, just in education. I think it's almost up to a billion when you count in all the other social services that we provide. That's number two, Mr. Barrett. Number three. Okay, number three. This is the, the, the big three. We need to make sure that all welfare benefits and other things uh, that are funded by Tennessee taxpayers cannot be received by people who break our law from another country that come over here and want to live on the dole. And then finally, we need to uh, increase the E-Verify requirements uh, for all for all employment. So if you really want to make a difference, if anybody up there wants to make a difference, I have just given you the game plan. But that would require making the Chamber of Commerce uh, and the uh, Tennessee Business Roundtable probably very angry. So I doubt you will see Republican leadership uh, advocating for any of those actual solutions in this session, but I would love to be pleasantly surprised in the opposite direction. Guys, listen, you need to go wherever you get your podcast and look for Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Mill Creek View, Tennessee. Our buddy Steve Abramowitz recently interviewed, as we mentioned, Jody uh, Barrett and Senators Jack Johnson and Mark Pody, who offered some insight into the goings on in this Capitol session toward the end of last year. Tennessee interviewed the Tennessee conservatives uh, reporter Adelia Kirchner. Uh, and Kelly Jackson. Uh, so be sure to check those out uh, as well. Those are two ladies that do phenomenal work for us here at our publication. We are so lucky to have us. We are not a corporately funded media outlet. <laughs> we are like this grassroots funded collection of uh, conservatives scattered all over Tennessee. Uh, we are a loose confederacy of conservatives. Headline, Brandon Lewis calls uh, for reinstatement of confederacy and conservatism. I'm just giving uh, the holler and the lookout and all the trolls a headline if you want to run with that. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, the English language <laughs> is still intact, right? You, you, you can try to hang it uh, somewhere else, but that's fine. And so check out the Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast today and look that up anywhere you get on Apple, um, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Mill Creek View Tennessee. My friend Steve Abramowitz doing good work, doing the work that I can't get to. In many cases, thank you so much. Next story, new bill submitted by Tennessee GOP lawmakers to prohibit uh, business political activity with foreign adversaries. Two new bills have been filed for the 2024 General Assembly by Representative John Reagan uh, that all but prohibit the ability of certain foreign entities to do business uh, in or with the state of Tennessee. Additionally, foreign agents from certain countries will be required to register with the Attorney General's office if they have entered to the U.S. with intentions uh, to act on behalf of those countries in a way that would uh, fully disclose all the activities that are taking place in the State House Bill 
1841 would essentially prohibit foreign adversaries to do directly uh, business with the state. Uh, further, it requires any business that does not attempt to submit a bid for contract with the case disclose any previous activities that may have been engaged with. Another bill, House Bill 1840, appears to establish a requirement that any and all persons from a, quote, country of concern uh, to reveal themselves and register with the Attorney General's office and report all their intended activities at Cetera for full transparency. This law is retroactive starting in 2014 through this year and would require anyone who has visited the state of Tennessee in such a capacity to be known. I think that's a good idea. We don't need, as my friend and I, uh, Steve, talked about the other day, we don't need the, the Chinese Communist Party uh, and, and the folks that are in that country that have somehow, in that oppressive regime, uh, able to accumulate enough wealth by stealing it uh, from those poor people in that country that are oppressed uh, because they're worried that the Chinese Communist Party's banking system will implode and they want to put their money over here and control what's going on here. We don't need the negative um, uh, uh, killing influences of Communist China and other uh, adversaries like that to be active in Tennessee, so I support these bills. Next story. New Tennessee legislation seeks to provide property tax relief for unemployable veterans. With many veterans across the country struggling to find affordable housing and dealing with various disabilities, Senator Rusty Crow, a veteran himself, has introduced a bill uh, designed to assist disabled veterans in Tennessee. Senate Bill 1725 expands eligibility for property tax relief to a veteran who acquires a service-connected disability and that is determined by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs to be permanent um, due to a total uh, individual unemployability. The most recent data shows there are over 423,000 veterans in Tennessee. That is equal to approximately 8% of the adult population in the state. I did not know this. Uh, more than 600 or 267,000 homes in Tennessee are owned by veterans, and more than 28% of those who have served in the military have some sort of disability related to their military service. You know, you're in the military. You, you break things and kill people. That is the job of the, the military. And so it stands to reason if we're going to put people in harm's way, we ought to take care of them. This bill, if passed, would provide property tax release for those veterans who have served our country and are now unable to be employed, etc. Uh, Representative Jay Reedy is sponsoring the companion bill, and that is 1813 in the House. Next story. National Democrat introduces Tennessee's own Kevorkian bill. Now, when I think about all the things we really need in Tennessee, of the utmost importance, I think a, uh, a, a suicide bill, uh, assisted suicide bills, like that's got to be right, right at the tippy top, right? One Democrat legislator wants to make a physician-assisted suicide an option for Tennessee residents, calling it death in a, quote, humane and dignified manner. I'll tell you what, Democrats love to kill folks, whether it's at the end you know, you, you've got another 10 years or whatever. You, you want, let's kill them at the end, and we kill them at the beginning. We can even kill them before they get here. The, the culture of life uh, is, is very dead <laughs> over at the left. It is, it is a weird phenomenon. Uh, State Representative Bob Freeman filed House Bill 1710 to give terminally ill individuals access to drugs that could be used to end their lives. The bill states that an attending physician and consulting physician must find an individual to be suffering from a terminal disease and that an individual has voluntarily expressed the wish to die in order to request uh, medication to end their life. The bill states the illness must be one for which there's no cure that cannot be reversed. How many people have gone into the hospital that were going to, quote, die? Okay, come see old so-and-so. This is your last chance. Say your goodbyes. 20 years later, they're up and kicking. I'm sorry. Uh, medical doctors very often, very, very often, 
because it is one of the youngest sciences. It is one of the uh, most prone to error. We saw that during COVID. We got all kinds of great advice from people uh, in the medical establishment about what we should do and what we should do. Masks work. Vaccines stop transmission. Hey, it won't hurt the kids if they sit at home all day uh, and, 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 and are taught through a screen. That's not going to make any difference. Um, you have to stand six feet apart. All kinds of goofy things, right? That had no impact. Lockdowns work. We were told all this by medical professionals, right? And so I'm just saying, I'm submitting to you that often medical professionals get it wrong. And I, I think this is a slippery slope. Life expectancy for the individual cannot be more than six months. How in the hell do you determine this? Additionally, it requires there to be two people to witness the request for medication, one of which cannot be the attending physician, a, re a relative, or anyone who would have part in that person's estate. That makes sense. While Tennessee does offer hospice and uh, palliative care for those who suffer from terminal illnesses, Freeman says it's not enough. There are currently 12 states that already allow individuals to choose physician-assisted suicide, and another 14 are considering it. Good grief. Next story. Uh, the story is this. Guys, if you ever wonder why there aren't more conservative media outlets, it's because conservatives who consume free content don't pitch in. All the corporately funded media all over the fruited plain of Tennessee, they get gobs of money so that they can send out Democrat reporters like Phil Williams and everybody else uh, to advocate for their causes. Okay, when you work for a corporately funded media outlet, you must tow the corporate line or you will be <gasps> fired and dismissed. And so if you want to get the truth, you have to fund it. You have to fund it as a grassroots individual. And luckily, uh, in 2023, we saw a huge increase in our giving and it has allowed us and will allow us to do things that we have not been able to do in the past. So if you have been on the fence and you have yet to give to the Tennessee Conservative, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, uh, hit that support button, and you can also mail your checks to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377, and we will send you, if you donate any amount, this Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. It will not be backwards uh, when we mail it to you, uh, and this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker will also send you uh, this directory of your elected uh, state reps and state senators, should you ever wish to contact them during the legislative session. It is publicly available information. We're just putting it on paper and sending it to you. If you give $50 or more, or if you give a, a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie and also uh, this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Uh, we put, you can't see this, uh, we put a uh, black hole at the bottom of every one of these uh, made from a small piece of a dwarf star. So it really does have magical uh, properties and uh, it is highly, uh, this thing weighs about 75 pounds. It is the dwarf star inside here and the black hole that gives it that weight. So guys, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that support button. Uh, you can't just be a, a keyboard warrior. If I look at your bank account and you've not given anything to conservative causes of any significance at the state level, and yet you complain about why the state is like it is, you are part of the problem. Get off your keister and give. I can look at your bank account and tell you if you're, if you're conservative or you're just a keyboard warrior. Next story. Bill introduced by Tennessee Republicans would enable enforcement agencies to assign SROs to school that failed to request one. House Bill 1664 is being carried by Representative Todd Warner, a conservative, Almost always agree with Todd, not all the time, but almost always. And it's Senate Companion Bill, uh, SB 1715, sponsored by Senator Joey Hensley. Those are two 
pretty darn conservative guys, it's probably a good idea. In essence, it alters the law so that an SRO can be assigned without the school district or board of education entering into what is called a, quote, memorandum of understanding with law enforcement agencies. In addition, the bill also includes language that authorizes the appointed SRO to carry a weapon on school grounds without the express written uh, authorization of director of schools and the principal of the school assigned. The current law, uh, those who uh, to be initiated in the school's uh, board of education, we can't rely on the Board of Education, especially in a lot of these failed school districts, to make good decisions. I'll say it again. You cannot rely on the Board of Education in failed school districts to make good decisions. How do you know that? Because they haven't made good decisions the whole time. If you want to know what's going to happen in the future with somebody's leadership track record, it often helps to look at the past and the current situation. So trying to entrust people who can't get the basics done in education uh, with things that are more complex and perhaps politically charged often shouldn't be left with the folks that continue to fail our kids. The absence of SROs in schools has been an issue this past year, specifically with Tennessee's second largest school district, Metro Nashville Public Schools, who pushed back against SRO placement, especially in elementary schools. Why? Especially in elementary schools? What do you think school shooters are just like, I don't want to kill the little ones. I want to kill the big ones. What idiocy is this? It's illogical. In uh, Metro Nashville Public Schools and Metro uh, Nashville left millions of dollars on the table that had been earmarked for school safety through Governor Billy's special uh, initiative. Uh, if it meant having to agree to assign officers within elementary schools, then they didn't want the funds. And neither uh, did the Metro Nashville Police Department. Representative Warner said, quote, the primary purpose of this bill is one thing, and that is to protect our most vulnerable and precious assets. That's our children. Uh, anyone who works with children and doesn't support this bill should be asked to step down from their position. Strong language. I agree. Here we go. More, more education news in Tennessee. Vanderbilt has one administrator for every two students. DEI commitment includes a recent $17 million faculty initiative identity centers. I wonder what those are and more. During the 2021-2022 academic year, uh, the private national university employed 3,516 full-time administrators and support staff. Professional Professor Glenn Reynolds, who teaches law at the University of Tennessee, said, quote, no school should have that many administrators since universities are nonprofits. They don't pay dividends to shareholders. Instead, they tend to plow profits into staff and buildings. The bloated staff has been a major cause of skyrocketing tuition and student debt. Let me explain something to you about educational institutions, especially if you are a liberal. They need not be, and it best when they're not, uh, bloated bureaucracies. I run an educational institution for a living. I run an academy for a living. We've got 120, 130 students, and we've got one, and this has recently changed, we've got one, two, three, four full-time staff people. That's it. That's all we got. And we got a few vendors. Our school over here um, got about 10, 12 kids in a class, some of them eight or nine, one teacher. We got one principal and a couple ladies that help out in the office. And that runs grades kindergarten through fifth. In fact, the smaller the school is and the more, uh, the, the shorter uh, the organizational chart, the more likely you are to actually get good results. 
Justin Owen, the president and CEO of the Beacon Center, said, quote, there's an ongoing trend to spend more on administrators and less on teaching students. Colleges shouldn't be wasting money on highly paid administrators and jobs that have nothing to do with whether a student can get a good education or a job upon graduating. Additionally, the university launched a 17 million faculty DEI initiative, which includes an office of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex life, which added even more staff positions. Identity centers. Is that like where we can go, like people can self-segregate? I guess. I don't get it. So Democrats founded the Ku Klux Klan. They were against integration. Today they act like it was the Republicans' fault. History proves it completely opposite. Um, they were the ones that, that, that really wanted to see race everywhere. It's in the DNA of the Democrat Party. Now, it is so funny to see people that are leftist progressives advocating for racism directed at different classifications of people and then directing students into segregated environments. We are going backwards. We are going backwards, and we are losing our moral underpinning as we go. Memphis inmate escapes custody but turns himself back in after freezing Temps. A Memphis man accused of child rape is now facing additional charges after escaping from the police, only to turn himself in in less an hour later. 20-year-old Demarcus Davis was arrested on two counts of rape of a child, which, you know, if, if the other bill passes and he is convicted, then, then he will not have to worry about escaping anymore. On Sunday evening, Memphis police say they were not notified until around 10 p.m. that Davis had escaped from another agency. Uh, with wind chills falling below zero degrees on Sunday evening and accumulation of four to six inches of snow, the weather proved to be more than Davis could tolerate around 10.35 p.m. Uh, Davis asked a civilian to contact police. Because he wanted to turn himself in, Memphis police picked him up, and he was taken to the Shelby County Jail. What? If I were escaped... I don't think I would ask a civilian to call the police. I might try to find how to get somewhere warm and lay low for a little while, um, but I don't know that I, that would have been my first course of action. But obviously this man is deranged, so uh, looking for logic in deranged people is often a fool's errand or so I have discovered. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this TenCon Big 7. I will reiterate uh, my support for Dennis Power's social media censorship bill. If you're tired of being censored on Facebook, uh, and Google, uh, YouTube, all the other big tech platforms, Instagram, that absolutely hate freedom of speech in our country. The first freaking amendment, they hate it. They hate anything that has to do with telling the truth and getting the truth out there. That's the truth. And, and, and all of this is big tech, it's left-leaning corporations, and the GOP. And then you got a, got a, a handful of contingency of freedom fighters, conservatives, who want us to preserve our, our way of life as it relates to speech, which has helped make us one of, uh, in fact, the most uh, flourishing countries in the history of the globe. But they want to do it in some other way, and perhaps the way that other failed nations uh, have done, and we've seen that historically not turn out so well. But most folks don't care about history, nor are they interested in learning about it. Guys, so what's going on? at the Lewis household this weekend. We're gonna do a little walk around here. Let's see if I can do this without just completely losing everybody. Here we go. We're gonna do a little walk around outside and hopefully I don't murder myself. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> 
What's going on this weekend at the Lewis household? I know this is why every one of you tunes in to the Big Seven every single every single week. Tonight, I'm going to take my beautiful wife. We're going to get dressed up, and we're going to go to a convivium celebration for my fraternity. I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Order. And uh, we're also going to um, go to a friend's birthday party on Sunday. Saturday night, I will be at uh, church services. And I've got to work all day Saturday because my annual event is next week. As you can see here at Casa de Lewis, we have still got lots of snow on the ground. Lots of snow on the ground, lots of snow in the woods. It's cold. It's cold. I've been chopping wood, running the old wood burner today because uh, these heat pumps ain't keeping up. Uh, guys, thank you for all of you uh, who sent in donations for the annual fund. It is quite amazing, in my personal opinion, uh, that we have finally got to a self-sustaining point here at the Tennessee Conservative News, and it's all because of you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Guys, pay attention to our e-newsletter. If you haven't subscribed, go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. We will send you exactly what's happening in your state government from a conservative perspective, and we'll tell you the truth. You can't give us some money, uh, and, and we run some campaign ads, and then we run a bunch of puff pieces for you. That's not how it works over here. It works like that in some of the other Republican publications in our state, but it doesn't work like that here at the Tennessee Conservative. We hold true to the party platform, even if our leadership thinks it's a useless document. We hold firm to the party platform, and we will report just like you believe and I believe the grassroots primary voters that get out there and make it happen. Guys, love you. Mean it. Take care. This is Brandon Lewis here with the 10 Con Big 7. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.